welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the Beach Boy himself, Captain Tibbs. And we welcome you to the weekly vacation that is JWF Monday Night Ignition. That's right, Tibbs, but hey, if this is a vacation, this weekend's gonna be an all-out best vacation of all time because it's the greatest shindig of the summer. Summerfest happening this Sunday live on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. And, Tibbs, I know you're excited. We got some amazing matches made. We're going to see Scotty Moore facing off against the relative newcomer, Gazi. We are going to see the War Wizards extraordinary... Quaternary, I believe they dubbed it, a, uh, a match where any team in JWF can come out and face them. We've got some amazing matches made for this Sunday at Summerfest, but the one I want to talk about right now, Tibbs, has got to be the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, one of the most illustrious tournaments in the history of the JWF. 100% Sills. This is a tournament of my own creation. A tournament that really helps figure out the best of the best. And it's one of my favorite ways to get the summer really rolling. That's right, Tibbs. And we already know one of the men in that finals is going to be Griffin Clouds of the VWO. But right now we're going to be determining who's going to face him as our two sem- semi-finalists face off. It's Funky Flossie versus Guy Fieri and Tibbs. I gotta say, Funky Flossie, he-, he just returned from injury. A lot of people have been saying he's had a lot of ring rust, but let's think about his quarterfinal match. I mean, he took on a big man a lot like Guy Fieri. Do you think that's giving him an advantage going into this bout? And oh, I really hope so, Sills. Uh, Funky Flossie, he's come out. He's been a great talent in the past. Unfortunately, he was sidelined earlier this year. And now he's coming back to face Guy Fieri, who in most most cases has not missed a step on his own right. Also, multiple-time winner of the King of the Steel City. Guy Fieri knows what it takes to win. But I'm hoping to see a, an upset due to Funky Flossie tonight. That's right, Tibbs, and you can hear that bell going ring, and oh my god, Guy Fieri just grabbing Funky by the throat, might be trying for an early attempt at a choke slam, but oh, Funky just kicking out the legs from underneath a Guy Fieri before backing up and nailing him with a shining wizard, and let me tell you something, that was a wise move, Fieri looks rocked right now, he took out the legs of the giant, and Tips, I gotta say, Funky Velocity, like we said, maybe some ring rust, but I've been impressed with him. He has had a vicious streak in the past couple of weeks. What do you think? Absolutely, Sills. He's shown that he can be very effective against a wide variety of different types, match types, different superstars. Any type of combat style, Funky Flossy seems to be able to adapt very well to it. That's right, you can see him, ooh, in that corner, showing off that mean streak, just giving Fieri a nice face wash with that boot, raking the laces of his boot against the face of the King of Flavortown. Oh, before rushing across the ring and returning for a big drop kick to the gut, Funky goes for an early pin, one, ooh, kicking out at one, but Tibbs, let me tell you something, that could have been that upset you were looking for right there. Mm-hmm. I love the style of Funky Flossy. He is high-flying, but high-impact as well. That's right. You see uh, Guy Fieri now just trying to climb up the ropes, trying to find something to get him back to his feet. You can see that knee still giving him trumples. Oh, but Funky is looking to take advantage, going for a big lariat. But, oh, my God, no, Fieri sends him flying to the outside. Oh, my God, he just landed with a thud out there, Tibbs. 
Ooh, that could not have felt good. Uh-huh, and you can see Fietti just getting out on the ring apron. He has got Funky Flossie in his sights, and ooh, just delivers a massive tumbleweed to Funky, taking it out, and oh, just following it up with some mounted punches straight to the face. If you want to talk about a mean streak, Funky Flossie might have one, but I don't think it beats Guy Fietti. No, Stills, it's going to be hard for or Funky to get out of this one when Guy Fietti starts raining down punches. They're hard to avoid. That's right. And I mean, what can Funky do right now? He has got that big man mounted on top of him. And I know Funky Flossie is strong, but I don't think he's that strong. No, this is one that this is a situation that you've got to try your best to get out of, roll out of, try to get some way to weasel out of this situation before you just get your dome rocked. That's right. You see uh, Guy Vietti trying to rock that dome a little bit more, picking up Funky and oh, just sending him straight into the guardrail before grabbing his head, just smashing it against the ring post. And I'll tell you, Funky Flossie is most certainly looking dazed right now. Vietti finally taking it back into the ring, but it looks like he is not here for a long time. Picking up Funky onto his shoulders could be going for that food fight maneuver that has helped him win matches in the past, but no! Funky drops down! Funky drops down, shoves Fietti away before coming back with the Funky Kong, that massive spin kick, but... Oh, Tibbs, look at this. Guy Fietti standing up. Ever the stalwart Guy Fietti still in this standing strong. Oh, my God. Sills, this could be a situation where the lights are on. Nobody's home. Guy Fietti, he's stumbling a little bit, but he is still standing. That is not, that is not what you want to see in response to one of your finishing maneuvers. That's right. You can see Fietti coming back, just grabbing Funky by the throat before picking him up over the earth nearly six feet and slams him with that massive choke slam. And oh my God, look at this. Fietti pinning him, his hands still around his throat. One, two... Ooh, kick it out is Funky Flossie, and you can see him grabbing at that throat. Maybe an injury. It might be harder for Funky to get that oxygen flowing right now. Right, Sills, this is that, that, that unstable nature of Guy Fieri. He He's become so vicious recently. He's not giving his opponents any time to breathe, and he just wants to end this as soon as possible. That's right. You see him picking up Funky and just tossing him into that turnbuckle like he's a, a bag of nothing. And, ooh, went for a big splash, but Funky jumps up, delivering a vicious double stomp straight to the chest, sending Fieri to earth. And you can see Funky starting to feel it. That mean streak coming up as he steps up with a heel kick to the skull. Then another. Fietti is backed up to a corner. And Funky rushes him and just mounts him in the corner. He's got Fietti's head in his hand. And he is delivering wicked punch after wicked punch. Something is snapped in that head of Funky Flossie. That's right, Sills. This is uh, waking up. This is that second win that you always hope to look for in a match. Because this is... Fight or die for Funky Flossie right now. If he has any hope of victory, he's got to get some momentum back in his corner. That's right. You see Fietti finally tossing him away off of that turnbuckle. But oh my God, Mitz met with a second Funky Kong. And Fietti finally goes down. Funky takes down the big man, chops down the oak, and rushes into a pin. One, two, ooh, kicking out. But Tibbs, we have seen... Big men kick out of that big move before, but I don't think we've ever seen anybody kick out of this as Funky climbs to the top rope. He is prepped. He's ready for the Phoenix Splash, but oh my God! Fietti just catching him in midair with a right hand, a vicious knockout punch, and Funky Flossie, his whole body went limp. 
Oh, Sills, you hate to see that. Guy Fieri just using his raw strength to just catch Funky Flossy like that out of midair. That was that was crazy. That's right. You see Fieri just falling into the pin, grabbing the legs. One, two, three. And thanks to that big right hand to Guy Fieri, it looks like we have our final match made for our, for Summerfest and the final match made in the King of the Steel City Tournament as Griffin Clouds takes on Guy Fieri and Tips. Let me tell you something, that is going to be an absolute brawl. You got a technician like Griffin Clouds and then you've got a big man of power like Guy Fieri, but you got to think Griffin may have an advantage. I mean, he went after his brother Justin earlier in the tournament. That is a big man. He has some experience against that. But I will say, I thought the same advantage went to Funky Flossie, and, and we saw how that panned out. That's true, Sills. But as you mentioned before, Funky is recently back from injury. I think you really saw that ring rust coming into play in this match tonight. His effective attacks weren't as effective as you'd usually think they were, and it allowed Guy Fieri to just power through. That's right, Tibbs. So that is going to be an amazing match at Summerfest. Another amazing match that's going to be happening at Summerfest is Hollywood Hulcher taking on Danny Roanoke, a man who, let's be honest, Tibbs, we had banned from the JWF. We had fired him. He was originally a trainer down in JXT, down in our developmental territory, but he was known for vicious, brutal techniques, and after a while, we had to let him go. But it looks like you can't get rid of Danny Roanoke that easy. No, even if you have a restraining order and security outside, he seems to weasel his way in and somehow takes over your production truck for six weeks. That's right. Been hacking into the uh, hacking into the system of the JWF, you could say, every single week sending cryptic messages towards Holcher before revealing himself a couple of weeks back. And then finally, it all came to a head last week when Hulcher found him in that production truck, dragged him out, and just went to town on him, beating him senseless. And Tibbs, earlier today, you were talking with me, and you said that this is a match that can't be restrained to just a ring. Not at all, Sills. We've seen the lengths that they're going, that they're willing to go to to fight each other. You just can't have it in the size of a ring we've got. So if you want to see Danny Roanoke and Hollywood Holcher fight everywhere that they want, you need to watch this match. That's right. Falls count anywhere this Sunday at Summerfest as Danny Roanoke takes on Hollywood Holcher. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. That's going to be absolutely can't miss. But I'm actually getting word right now that we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Griffin Clouds, the man who's going to be facing Guy Fieri this Sunday for the King of the Steel City Tournament. He's joined by his family, the VWO, and I think he has a response to seeing Fieri's victory. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with the man who will be going on to face Guy Fieri in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament this Sunday at Summerfest. Griffin Clouds accompanied by his family in the VWO. Now, Griffin, how does it feel to be competing in this illustrious match? I mean, we know your brother, the Hammer Man, he won it last year. Uh, your opponent has won it twice in a row. And uh, let me tell you, has that realization that you're going to be facing Guy Fieri, how does it feel to be competing in this illustrious match? Uh, let me... Let me take it back a little bit, McDonald. Let me let me give you a little bit of history towards Griffin Clouds. You see, three years ago, I had the JWF Championship around my waist. I was king of the hill, top 
dog in this company, and I was willing to do whatever it took to stay in that position. And, well, honestly, I, I wasn't ready for it. I was just some young, brash, arrogant idiot that only thought about the championship around my waist, the power that it gave me. It, it completely oversized my ego. It, 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 didn't, it, it didn't give me a chance to really grow. And, and to be honest with you, well, I never thought I'd get a chance to compete for that title again. I thought my own hubris had ruined my one opportunity I had to go for the gold. But, you know what? In life, there's always a second chance, I suppose. Hey, my hammer brother here taught me that this Sunday. <laughs> Griffin Clouds, he is going to claim his second chance. And as far as Guy Fieri is concerned, oh, I think he's one hell of a competitor. But there's one thing I have that Guy Fieri doesn't. And that is the family at my side. And you know something, speaking of family, I want to say that the Hammer Man realized something last week. The Hammer Man realized that I was wrong. I thought Summerfest was going to be my time to shine, my time to once again become King of the Steel City. But during that match, I saw something I haven't seen in my brother's eyes in a very long time. I saw passion. I saw ambition. I saw him stretching for that second chance. I saw the fire in his eyes, and I knew that this Sunday, my brother was going to go all the way, no matter how hard I fought last week. And I realized in that moment that when, not if, when Griffin wins this thing, we all win this thing. Griffin's spot at Summerfest is to become the king of the Steel City, and my spot is to support him. And, uh, fine. And to go into the extraordinary quaternary alongside my brother here, Fomosan, standing proudly side by side. The rising suns coming together and fighting for the JWF Tag Team Championships. You see, this year hasn't exactly been the year of the VWO, but it's Summerfest. Ha ha ha. That all changes. Well, Tibbs, from Griffin Clouds and from the Hammer Man, I, I think I know, I know passion when I see it. And those men right there, they have passion. They have family. And I think they very well may win their matches this Sunday, especially that extraordinary quaternary that the Hammer Man was speaking about. You know what, Sills? I think that half a SummerSlam this year is going to be a family affair if the VWO has anything to say about it. That is right, Tibbs. And let's not forget, though, the other people in that extraordinary quaternary. We have got our JWF Tag Team Champions, the War Wizards. We have the Vicious Beasts, known as the Blockbusters. And then, let's be honest, the big team, the big name, Coach and friend returning from a near two-year hiatus from this company, returning to be in this match. You gotta think those men are gonna be the wild card headed into this match. Right, Sills, we haven't seen them in a while. Coach and friend, who knows what they've been off, what they've been doing. They might have been training in the mountains somewhere, or they might have been sitting out by a beach. 
That is right, Tibbs. But let's not forget who they were facing right before they left. They were in a heated rivalry against the BS, the team of Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, a man who of late has been targeted by the son of Mara, the night terror himself, Ghazi. And let me tell you something, Ghazi has been ruthless. I mean, bashing in Scotty's head with a steel chain, choking the life out of him. Something in Ghazi snapped. And last week we found it, and a couple of weeks ago, he said exactly why. He said he wanted to bring destruction down onto the JWF. But this week, Scotty Moore told us, lift the ban on Ghazi, allow him into the arena. And surprisingly, we haven't seen him. No, still, that. Not the best decision that I would say, but, well, Gazi's not been here. That's right, Tibbs, but there's one man who is here, and that is Scotty Moore. He's on our ring right now, so let's hear exactly what the hero of the JWF has to say. So, okay, okay, wait. For the past, what, three, two, two, three weeks, the man known as Gazi has been banned here in the JWF, right? He's been banned from entering the arena, banned from going after the competitors, and yet he would still weasel his way in, right? He would attack cameraman. He would attack guys in the back. But today, the ban has been lifted. Ghazi has been given free reign over this company, and he's nowhere to be found. Where, where is he? Any, anybody know? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? He, he's... He's probably like five foot two. Looks like he just left a hot topic. No, no one's seen him? Yeah. You know what? I, I'm fairly sure he's still just hiding in his cellar like he always is. Waiting in the back to come out, cut a creepy little promo ahead of getting his ass kicked this Sunday. And you know, that's, that's what makes me laugh because Gazi. Your whole plan, right, wasn't it to supposedly cleanse the JWF of its evils to get rid of the demons in the locker room? Well, bud, that locker room is wide open right now, and I ain't seen y'all a damn day. What's the matter? You couldn't find your proton pack to fight those supposed demons? Oh, oh wait, no, 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 Sam and Dean, they couldn't start up the Impala to get you here, right? No, see, this is just exposing Ghazi for what he truly is. A coward that wanted to make his name off my back. So wait, wh why me though, Gazi? Huh? Uh, why didn't you go after the Dylan? I mean, he's really undefeated. That'd be a big name. Maybe, maybe Chuck Tibbs. Maybe go after the champ. I think I know why. I think I know why you came after me. Is it because I denied you title shot? After title shot down in JXT because you kept oh, what's the word? Losing. Oh, wait, is it because I embarrassed you last year at crossing the line and pinned you to this mat, making you the first person eliminated off your own damn team? Or is it just because I've always said the truth about Ghazi? That you are a sad, tiny little boy. No, Scotty. Always the fool. You claim to know who I am, and you claim to know what I'm all about. You claim to know everything going on in this sick little head of mine, don't you? You seem to forget who you are. The real master manipulator of the JWF. The man who interfered in one of the biggest, if not the biggest match in JWF history to steal the championship. The man who would and has stepped on each and every one of his friends' necks to get higher up the ladder 
and throw everyone to the side when he needs to. You see, my master wants a rebirth of the JWF. He wants things to change in this company. He wants wrestling to be pure again. And he knows that all of the JWF's weaknesses, all of its shame, sins, it all originates from you, Scotty. You're the biggest disease in this system. And it's my job, like any good doctor, to cut you out. Oh, so you got a master now. Great. Okay, cool. Great advancement of that little storyline, but let me tell you, it's been done before. I hate to tell you. Uh, let me guess, though. Is it is it Mojo Gruff? Is he your master? I mean, we haven't seen him for a while, so maybe it's him or... Oh, no, no, no. I got it. It's the Leviathan. I mean, after all, I did kill him back at Wrestlepalooza, so he's probably wanting some revenge. We've had people come back from the, from the dead before, so... Oh, wait! Wait, no, no, no! How about Croc? That big, scary motherfucker down at JXT! I mean, he seems sufficiently spooky enough for your bullshit. Look, Gazi, let me tell you. Bring them all in. I'm excited to meet him. I'm excited to meet this master of yours because I genuinely couldn't give less of a fuck who they are. Because you see, over these past three years, I've built up a, a bit of an immunity to all of the JWF's creepy little storylines, and I've managed to come out of pretty much all of them victorious. I've defeated Momoa Curry, bested the Leviathan. Hell, I'm sure I could even give Croc a run for his money if you brought him up here. But this Sunday, <laughs> your master ain't gonna be there, Gazi. It's gonna be you, me, in a JWF ring. And no one's gonna be able to save you when I drop you with an SMG and send you running back to JXT. Well, Tim's big words, they're coming from Scotty Moore. And let me tell you something, when those two face off this Sunday, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. It's going to be no DQ, Scotty versus Gazi, and it will be brutal. And Sills, I for one hope that whoever this master is doesn't show their face. I've had enough of mystery subplots for the year. That is right, Tibbs, but... Let's talk about when Gazi debuted. Let's talk about that brutal beatdown he issued to Scotty Moore. It was during a match where Scotty Moore was facing off against our captain's champion, the Dylan, for his championship. And let's be honest, we were a little bit afraid Dylan might be losing that title on that night. What'd you think? That's right, Sills. It was a truly inspirational fight. It, it was one where we saw the Dylan on the ropes for once. And, uh, well, Sills, if, if what hadn't happened happened, then... We might not have we might have a different captain's champion at this moment. That's right. No one has seen Dylan ever since that match. I don't know if it's gotten into his head. I don't know what's going on with him, but he is here this week. And of course, we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage to hear from the Dylan and hear about his plans for Summerfest. Let's have a listen. Hello everybody. Honey Pot Mick, here comes the money here with a man who has been surprisingly absent from the JWF recently. The man known as the JWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan. Now Dylan, everyone wants to know, what is the reason for your absence? First off, as I've told you before, I'm not the Captain's Champion. I'm the World Champion, Honeypot, so get it straight. Secondly, the reason why I've been gone is because I'm tired. Tired of slumming it 
here in the JWF. I'm to scrape along the bottom of the roster, finding people trying to give me a challenge and failing miserably. Well, many people online are claiming that your lack of open challenges is due to Scotty Moore nearly defeating you for your title just a few weeks back. In fact, many people are saying that you would have lost the title if it wasn't for that interference from Gauzy. Scotty Moore? Yeah, sure. He took a shot. But I guess we'll never know, will we? Not that I'm afraid of Scotty. No, no, no. We've tangled before, and we'll probably tangle again, but I'm not afraid of him. I'm the best wrestler on the face of this planet. If you think for a second that I am afraid of losing this championship, you are dead wrong, little man. Now I'm going to make one last open challenge at Summerfest, and I swear on my mother's grave that if... That crazy old coot doesn't find someone to actually challenge me, then the next person that I put in the Anaconda Vice will be him. Well, uh, Tibbs, it looks like the Dylan has made a declaration. It's going to be his last open challenge this Sunday at Summerfest. And we've seen a lot of people in our locker room step up and get put down. So I'm thinking whoever comes out this Sunday, they better be ready for a fight because the last open challenge, you know that Dylan's going to be bringing one too. Exactly, Sills. He is going to be there at 100%. He's going to be firing on all cylinders. And Sills, I think we're going to see a bloodbath. That is right, Tibbs. But if you want to talk about men who are going to be firing on all cylinders, I want to talk about a match made, surprisingly not by you, but by Scotty Moore a couple of weeks back, the JXT Rumble. Of course, for those of you unfamiliar, JXT is our developmental territory. Some of our greatest superstars came from there. Of course, we know Gazi coming from there. The wild-eyed Southern boys were originally from JXT. A lot of our top names were born and bred down in JXT. And Scotty Moore said that they needed a chance. They needed an opportunity, which is why this Sunday, 10 of the JXT's best are going to be getting into that ring, battling it out for the opportunity to earn themselves a JWF contract. And Tibbs, I want to know, I know you've had your eye on JXT. Who do you think could be getting it? Well, Sills, I've got a, I've got a lot of people in mind. There's this big old hoss that I love called Robert Hill. I feel like I've heard about him somewhere before. When I signed him, I knew that this guy could do it. But there's also people like uh, possibly Falcor. He's a dragon if you've never heard of him. We have so many interesting personalities down in JXT, and it is a who's who of the best of the best of our developmental system to try to duke it out just to get this contract opportunity. That's right, and speaking of Duke, I want to talk about one of my favorites entering this match, the man known as the Jebaduk. A man who, let's be honest, is no stranger to the JWF. We've seen him face off against our captain's champion, the Dillon. We've seen him face off against Momoa Curry in brutal matches in the past. I mean, the Jebaduk has already made his way here. It's just a matter if he can try to get here this Sunday. In addition, let's talk about Chuck Gibbons. There are numerous names who could all be in this match, but you also need to consider that a lot of these men are going to be walking in banged up 
because there's also going to be a JXT pay-per-view this Saturday. JXT Boys of Summer. Make sure to tune in and check those boys out. Get you a little taste of JXT. That way you know who you're rooting for when they come out this Sunday at Summerfest. Absolutely. But now, Tibbs, I think it's only appropriate that we now move on to what would be the main event of Summerfest, the biggest match in JWF history as a Tibbs takes on the god of the JWF himself, Momoa Curry, something that has been unprecedented, even self-described by Chuck Tibbs as a dream match as he faces off this Sunday against Momoa Curry, a man who has been seeking one thing, and that is for Chuck Tibbs to prove himself. That's right, Sills. You haven't seen a card labeled Tibbs versus Curry in at least 20 years. And now we get to see it again. Fresh, new, new Momoa Curry. New Tibbs. Not me. My son, Chuck. And honestly, Sills, Chuck's going to have a lot to prove to not only the JWF universe, but to Momoa Curry himself. That's right, but you can see Chuck Tibbs in our ring right now. And I think he's got something to say to Momoa Kerr. Let's have a listen. All right. Uh, so Momoa Curry says that I can't out-wrestle him. Momoa Curry says that I let my emotions blind me to what is ahead of me. The fight ahead. The fight that I should be able to see. He says that I get too overwhelmed in the ring. And, you know, that's just kind of funny to me because, well, I just see things differently. Last year at Los Trios Tangos, it was one of surprisingly many matches we've had where not only was it a win or lose scenario, it was a scenario where the end of the world itself was at stake. But my father, myself, and Momoa Curry stepped into that ring, and the three of us knew that we had to win. But Momoa Curry only knew one thing. Revenge. He knew that all he wanted to do in that match was get his hands on his brother, the Leviathan. And then he hit his brother with everything he had, and guess what happened? The Leviathan kept kicking out. Momoa Curry was just trying to kill his brother in that ring. He wasn't trying to defeat him, he was trying to destroy him. And when he failed, he was furious. And you know what happened? You know who did end up pinning the Leviathan? My father. Captain Tibbs, he sacrificed everything. His entire body, his entire being, his soul was on the line when he hit that Trinity Bomb and put that beast down. My father was the one that came out on top. And then guess who ended up winning that whole match? It was me. Even after being blinded by poison mist... I destroyed Mojo Gruff and sent him straight to hell myself. My focus was solid that night, Momoa. My father's focus was solid. But you know who wasn't? It was yours. If it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for my dad over there, the world would have ended. (laughs) That's the night I should have earned Momoa Curry's respect. But you know what? 
he was still too blinded by rage to care. And it seems like that rage is all that's carrying him right now. Oh, Tibbs, there it is, the music of the god of the JWF coming down to the ring. And let me tell you something, there is one word Chuck kept using to describe Momoa, and I'm seeing it right now. It is rage. You can see Momoa carrying a silent rage behind those eyes, and I'd be scared if I was Chuck Tibbs. I would too, Sills, but he ain't wrong. All right, well, let's hear what Momoa has to say in response. You petulant child. Need I remind you what happened just two months after that match? The Leviathan returned, and he nearly broke your damn spine in two. He put you on the exact same chopping block as your father. You see, you may have won the battle at Los Trios Tangos, but you didn't win the war. And that is why you continue to fail, Chuck. Scotty Moore is a man that considers the war. I consider the war. Your father is a man that considers the war. We're willing to give up a victory to continue on our war path. But you, Chuck, you are willing to sacrifice everything to win one battle. And that's where you fail. You see, professional wrestling, this sport that we love, it doesn't end at a pay-per-view. It keeps going. It's a continuous circle ad infinitum. This will go on forever. I'm evidence of that. But if you continue to fight like it's your last fight, one day it will be. You see, I fought like it was my last fight at Wrestlepalooza, and I lost my championship. Scotty Moore fought like it was his last fight and cash in the bag, and he lost his championship. And now you stand with that title, making the same mistakes as your predecessors. You know, maybe Scotty was right, Chuck. You truly don't see all the angles at play here. Oh my God, Chuck Tibbs! Chuck Tibbs just decked Momoa with a big right hand. What the hell is he thinking? I think that, I think what Momoa said must have gotten to Chuck. That, oh, I don't know if that wins him any favors with Momoa Curry, but you can see Chuck's own rage was flowing over, and I don't think there was anywhere where it could go other than his right hand. That's right. You can see Momoa blood a little bit coming out of his lip, and he is just staring daggers into Chuck. But of course, as Momoa stated, he's not going to try to win this battle. He's going to try to win this war. And he seeks to win it this Sunday at Summerfest. I mean, we've already talked about it. It's going to be an amazing card. But this is an absolute dream match when those two come to blows this Sunday. That's right, Sills. The entire card of Summerfest, it is going to be absolutely fantastic. And I can guarantee... It's going to be one of our biggest shows of the year. That's right. We're going to see the Dylan's final open challenge. Hollywood Hulcher versus Danny Roanoke in a Falls Count Anywhere match. The the extraordinary quaternary. That's, yeah, that's how it's pronounced. The finals of the King of the Steel City. Of course, seeing Guy Fieri take on Griffin Clouds. The developmental rumble with our JXT stars. And, of course, Scotty Moore and Ghazi in a no-DQ match. It is going to be brutal. It is going to be bloody. And it is going to be the biggest shindig of the year this Sunday at Summerfest. 
But until then, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you to support the JWF, the JXT, our entire developmental system by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash a load of BS. There's tons of exclusive content. Looks at the older editions of JWF Monday Night War. Tons of great stuff waiting for you at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And you can also buy all of our fantastic merchandise on merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We have t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, masks, whatever you want, with whatever you want to put on it. Even my face. That's right, and always remember to tune in this Saturday to JXT Boys of Summer, and then this Sunday for Summerfest. But until then, he's been Captain Tiggs. I've been Silver Spoon. This has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.